0: Sad. Without
2: you I'll have It's old, I wouldn't
0: Here we go. We Tonight we are here to discuss a book that came out, I believe it was 2014, uh, shortly after the release of a very popular video, video game. One of the origins, if you will, of this franchise. So who are we talking about here? We're talking about Tomb Raider. The book we're going to be discussing is titled Season of the Witch the premise of this book is it's a story that takes place after the 2013 video game of the same name so i'll kind of get into a little bit about that here in a second but first off, first off first <laughs> off <laughs> let's let's hear what everybody sounds like i'm jesse starcher mark Oh, uh,
1: we know what mark sounds
0: like <laughs>
2: I'm just Mark- a cat. Fl- ladies and gentlemen, I'm just a cat flushing the toilet.
0: Yes, yes, he is over and over again. As a matter of fact, and then we have Ronnie Adams. Welcome to the Madhouse, my my man. How you doing? Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm he's good. doing. He's doing. He's doing. He's <laughs> ready. Uh, <yes. laughs> He's ready to talk some video games, ready to talk some Laura Croft Tomb Raider. So, okay. Now, this game, the the Tomb Raider game came out in 2013 for, I I don't know if it came out on 360 or not, or if it was just an Xbox One, PlayStation 4. Okay, it was the 10th title in the Tomb Raider franchise. Dang. And it it was a it was a throwback to Laura Croft, our main character's origins. Uh, So before we get into the book, let's talk about the game, because that's where she showed up as she was never. She wasn't a comic book character first. This was a video game character that's translated over into comics. And I I guess we'll start with you, Ronnie Adams. Did you ever play any Tomb Raider games when uh,
1: I did? Yeah, I did uh, as much as I could. Um, I didn't really have a PlayStation, but I played other, you know, other people's friends, PlayStations and, uh, you know, played a little bit on the computer, things like that. So I
0: did. Okay. 1996 was the first video game, apparently. Yeah. I was just out of. You were graduating. I did, man. I graduated in 96. I can remember I had a PlayStation. I, I believe that later that year. I think it was later that year. Maybe it was the year before. I do remember I was working, so maybe it was 95. But I never played much of the Tomb Raider series. It was, I think, Golden Age Dave who had, he'd got the game, and we he'd brought it over to the dorm room, and we were playing on it. Mark Radlich, have you ever played any of the Tomb Raider games?
2: I'm sure I've played one or two iterations of the games. I'm asking a serious question. It's not going to sound serious, and Ronnie's going to harumph at me, but I'm being serious when I ask this question. <sighs> Just get it there it is.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not the jerk that you make me out to be.
2: <laughs> Has anything been written, pro, positive or negative, pro or con, about the fact that they created this iconic video game avatar for men, you know, for men and boys to play on their respective game systems and went out of her way to make her extremely chesty? <laughs>
1: Uh, now I, that was why am I going to with the truth?
2: Okay, well, I don't know because I'm bringing it up. I I, I, I know mean, this is out going of all the things
1: I, you bring up.
2: I don't know. I said I like Luke Cage because of hashtag Black folks, and I made you nervous because I was hashtag,
0: hashtag be, boobies. He's all right about Luke, it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's not what I said.
2: Hashtag Chesty Larue is okay, but hashtag Black folks not so good. Got it. Moving
0: on. Well. <sighs> I I know for a fact. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I know for a fact that you know as play, uh, playing this game, it was it was quite obvious. Did you that have you your <laughs> pants off? No, I. I... <sighs> I, I couldn't do both at once. I, I <laughs> tried, failed miserably. That's what the internet's for. Stop feeding the beast. <laughs> but no, they. I can remember that being a a big deal it, about you know what she looked. It as a matter of fact, you know, and then there's probably plenty of other games that had this rumor going around. But there was always the rumor about the code that you could put in to where you could play her uh, naked. exactly naked. And yeah. I think, naked
2: as the day is long.
0: I think that they this was this was something I think I watched this on a YouTube video a while Did you back. And Golden Days Dave try it? Uh, no, I that dude this was uh, this was you know, we weren't we, we were playing to beat the game. Not I bad. bet <laughs> <laughs> so i think he they I did not problem, see right?
2: that coming
0: Ah, uh, jeez. <laughs> <really>? oh, <laughs> anyway the, the video i remember watching was that you could there was something that you could do either was a i think it was a modification because this game was on the computer like you'd mentioned ronnie mm-hmm. and we all know there's all sorts of hacks for stuff dating all the way back to the 90s i remember playing the barney version of doom <laughs> actually jesse that was wolfenstein uh yeah <laughs> that was that was yeah the i 90s. forgot about that there's the barney version there was the street fighter version like you yeah. go around and instead of the big uh the oh shit the minigun guy it was he honda sitting there going with his hands anyway um how's that going again i'm i am moving on uh so damn you <laughs> It's probably for the best. Make sounds. <laughs> Make sounds. He has no soundboard anymore, ladies and gentlemen. None. Dance for <laughs> me.
2: <laughs> Dance, monkey.
0: Right. But yes, Tomb Raider was, uh, I guess, uh, to put it in simple terms it was an adventure third person adventure game uh you you start as laura croft going through
2: yeah it was pitfall starting abroad
0: going through a bunch of caves looking for certain uh, you know broad artifacts um, yes. okay what we're overly really just... sensitive here on the uh, on the source material what i just said was wrong Not <laughs> nothing <laughs> no i'm just saying a lot of times never mind <laughs> Release October 25th, 1996. So, anyway, I played a few of the games. I was really impressed. I think it was one of the better 3D, probably groundbreaking games as well. You felt like it's so across, Mark, you said Pitfall. I would almost say cross with Indiana Jones as well. Uh, well, I mean, the, the
2: mo- yeah, well, the motif is Indiana Jones. But I mean, as far as an actual game that it was liberally tripping from, it was Pitfall.
0: OK, uh, now that was the beginning of the franchise, 1996. Now let's talk movies. OK, uh, because Tomb Raider made its way to theaters in let me look here
2: Ah uh, yes tomb raider starring the deceptively not chesty but made to look chesty angelina jolie
0: she had something to live up to 2001 2000 okay so yeah the first one says for the 2001 film starring angelina jolie go take a look at laura croft tomb raider uh so ronnie your thoughts on the first tomb raider movie what'd you think i mean was it good not bad, good. Indif- not good not good you didn't like the first one well, I mean, yeah, but I was just—I don't know. I didn't—I didn't like
1: uh, Angelina Jolie. Okay. Yeah, it was just. There's nothing wrong with her. It's just
0: not what I expect. Do you have it? it sense. Do you have an opinion on Cradle of Life, which came out two years later? Oh, it later. sucked. <laughs> That's and
2: we'll wild. be defending it this coming up, uh, during Tomb Raider week on the on trial. On the Who's on the the, the, the
1: the distinct pleasure of defending it.
2: That'll be me, sir.
1: Oh, um, Mark why do you Rattles. choose such the hard? You know, well, I know why, but <laughs> he like, he I'm is gonna prosecute Godfather Part Two. How
2: <laughs> no, I was defending gonna... Godfather Part Three. Thank you, yeah. Very much. That's
0: what, I, yeah. I'm going to defend Godfather Part Three. How. <laughs> So the franchise, Mark, how about, I mean, have you watched the second one here lately? Um, I'm Well, I'm going to watch it
2: in in time to defend it, but um, I haven't watched either movie in a while. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't remember much about either movie. I remember the second one being significantly worse than the first one. I remember the first one being like a fun, especially for its time. I remember the fun. I, I remember being a fun action adventure with a female Indiana Jones type character, which was different, which is very, very different for its time. There weren't a lot of women in those roles. You know, Angelina Jolie was sort of breaking glass ceilings left and right. I also also could not, and it's going to make me sound a little obsessed and a little uh maybe chauvinistic, but it, it, this needs to be said. Watch Girl Interrupted with Angelina Jolie. No chest. Tomb Raider. Chesty McGee. I. It was the best CGI I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong.
0: Uh, no, I'm looking at a picture right now. I, I mean, there are curves, sir. I cannot deny you that. There are definitely curves there. Video games are notoriously known for being represented horribly on screen house of the dead super mario brothers house of the dead i i've not seen house of the dead don't okay <laughs> <laughs> i've not seen that i think well i mean resident evil franchise is a good franchise to kind of point and go okay that was kind of done well especially the first one tomb raider i thought was done well also uh, at least dragon. the first one. oh double dragon jeez
2: mario brothers
0: mario brothers was ass Ass, <laughs> ass, ass. Well, I mean, we, I don't Warcraft. Want, we may have talked hey, about Warcraft. Wasn't to... bad.
2: I've not <laughs> I seen it. Good. I actually liked it, but like you know, but it, it did not do well.
1: No, hear... it did. It did amazing overseas.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, it did. China. The Chinese liked it. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and let's get to talking about what happened in the t- the tenth game in this series, uh because there's a lot of stuff that occurred. But the thing is. Is that the 10th game takes you back? to the origin of Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. It kind of gives you the first story, the first interaction that she had as, as in becoming an adventurer. Now, I'm going to do my best to kind of give you an idea of what happened in the video game, because that's actually a, I would say, you know, the precursor to what we're going to read tonight. The the book Season of the Witch actually picks up where Tomb Raider, the 2013 game, leaves, leaves off. Alright? Uh, so, really what you have here is Laura Croft and a handful of associates slash friends head over to a island called uh, uh, let me look at this again i'm going to call it Yamatai. all right so it's a, it's an island that's in the Dragon's Triangle off the coast of Japan. A lot of shipwrecks happen there, uh, but supposedly there are a couple things. I, I can't remember. some kind of like archaeological archeolo- thing that they're heading there for. Now, Warcroft is, you know, a green... She's not an archaeologist at this point. I think she's a young girl. She's still in school, I believe. Uh, and I say young girl. I mean, like, she's college age, I believe. So they head over to Yamatai, and there's, uh, there's a horrible storm that hits the boat, sinks the boat. It's called the Endurance, by the way. And... Just to let everybody know, it's kind of actually mentioned in this book we read tonight. There was a previous, an actual boat called The Endurance. and I read this book probably, I think it was about a year or two ago. It was the first, I think, photographic expedition to Antarctica. And the boat gets caught in ice. Now, this is real history, folks. The boat gets caught in ice, but they document everything because they they've, they brought along a photographer. And if you could find the, the the book that I'm talking about, I wish I could remember the full title about it. I know it has endurance in the title. It, it is a wonderful tale about guys trying to survive because it's some very harsh conditions considering their boat gets caught in ice and they have to try and figure out a way to get off the boat that's about to sink. Anyway, uh, the same unfortunate fate happens in this endurance as well. Hit. Finds Yamatai and a horrible storm sinks it. Laura Croft gets separated from her friends. She ends up on the island. Turns out the island is chock full of some crazy native cultists called the Solari. Now, the Solari, their goal is to bring back a it's a queen named Himiko. Apparently, she had uh, ruled this island for quite a while. And they call her the Sun Queen. She's not good ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so the Solari are trying to bring her back and Laura Croft and some of her shipmates get caught up in all this some of them die some of them some of them live. Laura Croft she kills a disciple who's trying to bring back the Sun Queen by the name of Matthias kills him out outright, kills off most of the, uh, some of the Solari and she's able to escape along with the rest. Of her band of uh, survivors from the from the ship, uh, so that's kind of what happens in the 2013 video game. Now we're going to get into the book. Now the book is written by uh, a very prominent female. Uh, author by the name of Gail Simone. Mark, have you ever heard of Gail Simone? Sure. That's a lie. Ronnie Adams? Uh, (laughs) No,
2: I I feel like I've read... uh, No, I've read stuff that she's... uh, She's been working in comic for a while, and I I think I've read stuff that she's... Okay.
0: She's She's really... She's noted for Birds of Prey. I'm looking straight off the wiki here. Birds of Prey, Secret Six, Wonder Woman. Uh, Batgirl, I think, is the one that I recognize the most. I think I've read... Ronnie, do you remember when me, you, and um, Teasley did that Joker story? Yeah. Where it was – what was the name of the story where he cut his own face off? Uh,
1: Death of the Family. family.
0: Death of the Family. That's right. She wrote – because we went in and we checked out out some of the one-shots, if I remember right. And Gail Simone wrote the most interesting of all the ones we read. And some of that stuff was crap. But still, I think it was a Batgirl. Most of it was crap. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the plot was there. The ending was kind of cool, but I mean, the rest of it was like, I think if I remember right, the teen Titans, the new 10 t- teen Titans was just driving me nuts. I'm like, this is, this is lame. Uh, but the Batgirl, the Batgirl issue, I remember reading going, OK, now I see why everybody really enjoys what she writes because she does a great job. Mm-hmm. Actually, ha- I had the opportunity to see Gail Simone do- and sit in a panel uh, down at the uh, Tricon. It was a couple cool. years back. Yeah, it was. It was pretty neat. She's oh, man. She's very popular on Twitter as well. Uh, so anyway, Gail Simone uh, and then we have pencils by Nicholas Daniel Selma. An Argentinian artist, apparently, and inks by Juan Gedeon. So there's our creative team. Let's go ahead and get into Season of the Witch. Now, I've been talking a lot, so just get ready because I'm going to talk a lot more as I synopsis this whole story. And then we'll we'll kind of bring up some talking points. We'll go from there. Anything before anything else there? Mark Radlich, <laughs> uh, before I get into the story.
2: I'm trying to find what of Gail Simone's I might have actually read now that I've said that, but no, go ahead.
0: She's she's done a lot. A lot a lot of it's DC, if I remember right. I don't know if she's done much of anything Marvel. Ronnie, how about you? Anything before I launch into the <sighs> I synopsis? I know
1: her name. I, I, I know of her, and I know she's done some stuff, but I can't remember if I've read anything by her.
0: Oh, you know this. what? Here is, I think, one of the big things. I'm, I just found awards and recognition. One of the things that really stuck out to me uh, Simone has been noted as being one of the most influential women in the comic book industry. Her blog, Women in Refrigerators. That's what it was. Yes. Yep. yep. I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to sound stupid. Women in refrigerators is noted for raising awareness of the representation of women in comics. Simone stated that the blog was not created to condemn the industry for its use of women, but to raise awareness of the tendency for female characters to be used as mere plot devices. Now, Mark, do you know what the women in refrigerator thing is referencing? No. Okay. There is... I, 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 I'm Kyle Rainier
1: um, you got it was a Green Lantern was a Green Lantern at the time and he came home to find his girlfriend murdered and stuffed in the refrigerator
0: yeah <laughs> so like you do <laughs>
1: yeah i mean you know who hasn't um <laughs> comes but. with the
0: territory dude that was like second or third issue if mm-hmm. i remember right of green Lantern. it was really on early on when in his uh life as a green lantern if i remember correctly yeah it was pretty early i don't know if she took offense but she felt like okay well this needs to change mm-hmm. females and uh, females in comics can not just be used to to further the plot of a as, as I mean, and I think his girlfriend may have been there for quite a while and the new writer or the new, whatever just took it oh, Okay. I'm going to kill her off. Give him, give him the motivation to become the, to stay a green lantern or something. But anyway, there's Gail Simone. So I was really curious as to how Gail Simone was going to handle this, this property here with Tomb Raider. So here we go. Let's see if I can wrap this up in five minutes here. Here we go. So Laura Croft, after her adventure, she's back home after her misadventure involving the shipwreck and death of some of her crewmates at the hands of a madman by the name of Matthias and the cult of Solari. She still has nightmares of what occurred on the island of Yamatai. A disturbing phone call from one of her surviving shipmates, Jonah, sends her stateside to find that he has lost touch with reality, giving her a grave warning to beware the four guardians. Just before a flash flood levels Jonah's camper, Now, rescuing Jonah, he gives her a tiny wooden box containing two artifacts. And after some investigating in Ireland, a concerned Jocelyn, another Endurance crew member, calls Laura, explaining there's danger coming their way. Meeting in Northern Ireland, Jocelyn explains that she has an artifact as well. But the strangest thing is, Jocelyn tells Laura, while they were on the island of Yamatai, Laura took one as also. Most worrisome is the fact that Laura has no memory of this. Their meeting is interrupted by members of the Solari attempting to kill Jocelyn, her daughter, and Laura. Barely escaping, Laura learns that the Solari have captured her roommate Sam Nishimura and are heading back to the island of Yamatai. After enlisting the help of Jocelyn and Jonah, Laura intends to get a boat, follow, and rescue her friend and get some answers. Awaking to the boat being ablaze, Laura abandons ship. Alone again, she soon realizes that she is just outside of the island of Yamatai. Now, in issue five, we learn of the plans of those that abducted Sam. We find that this is actually not the Solari, but a sect that worship the Solari and their leader, Matthias. Sam is bait for the trap for a ritual that will involve Laura's blood and, and four artifacts that Laura has brought with her to the island, along with four calamities with which will result in the resurrection of Matthias. Laura must deal with trained soldiers, explosions, rock slides, all to try to make her way to Sam. She encounters a familiar face who helped her in Ireland during the run in with the cultists, a man by the name of Danny. Their reunion is cut short when two horrific pale white Makara, a creature that's part woman, part elephant, and part crocodile, capture them both, taking them to a temple. Now, with all the artifacts and Laura herself, they have everything they need in order to begin the ritual. But before Laura's head is removed from her body, Jocelyn and Jonah save the day, That is until Jocelyn hacks Matsu, the ringleader of the Solari worshippers, right in the neck. And it turns out his blood is enough to start the process, because apparently he was a guardian and that was a necessary thing. Starts the resurrection process and Matthias begins to inhabit Matsu's body. And now seeks revenge on Laura. Using grenades, Laura and her friends bring the temple down on Matthias's head in order to escape his wrath. Outside, Danny turns his gun on Laura with the intent to kill her. Danny explains that if he allows her to live, since she is the only guardian left, then there will be no doubt another attempt to resurrect Matthias. And when that happens, Matthias will inevitably bring back the evil Sun Queen who will enslave the world. Again, Laura escapes within inches of her life, killing Danny with one of his own grenades. Scaling down a rock face with one arm. Well, she got shot in the shoulder. We, we, we've talked shoulder injuries on here before somewhere else. But uh, anyway, scaling down a rock face, Laura is greeted by Sam, Jocelyn, and Jonah. And as the friends embrace, they decide to head home. So there we go.
2: So let me me first say you did a great job of summing all that up. And I still don't know what this comic
0: is about. (laughs) Yep. Well, here's here was my first impression. And I I had this really like curse of the mummy feel is what I felt initially. Was
2: this before or after you got a nosebleed?
0: (laughs) It wasn't that bad during that horrible. I. I knew just from what i've seen in the past or you know uh, the archaeological archaeological adventures i initially thought well when she found out she had these artifacts and she had took one as well i was like oh this is going to be one of those curse of the mummy deals and then the makara show up which look like mummies practically i mean they almost they're all completely white they're not bandaged or anything but they remind me of mummies um i was like oh well this is this is definitely an homage to the curse of the mummy or something like that is so it so it's too complicated for you mark i mean, w- w- tell me tell me what was going on i i had some difficulty following it okay
2: um there's a lot of for, there's a lot of switching back and forth from like flashbacks to present day and referencing i had no frame of reference because i i did not play the game i had you know without you saying oh this is taking place after things that have happened in a video game you know i i I don't think they. I don't think a good enough job was done of bringing somebody who was new to the product. I mean, we're talking. This is number one. This yep. is the. This is volume one, numbers one through six of a Tomb Raider series. So I'm one of those people who's coming into it cold, and I don't feel like I was given enough background as to what was happening. But the, you know, I, and, and let me give you a, a comparison. I read the first volume of Batman Rebirth, which is I think the first six issues. Uh, I am Gotham, and I thought Tom King did an adequate job of at least saying, yeah, "There is this whole, th- this whole series of things that happened in the New Fifty Two, eight volumes worth <clears throat> of." Uh- of stuff in Batman, but you know, here, here's a little quick thing of what you need to know just so we can pick up with this new story. And it was fun. And we went on from there and I understood what was happening and we got into the new meat of the story here. She's referencing so many things that happened previously and kept coming back to it that I was like, I now feel like I need, a, I need a book to tell me what happened in that video game. I need a whole other comic to understand what's happening here, which sucks when, you know, when you're considering this is supposed to be number one.
0: I completely understand. And I think I agree with you as well, because there is there's a point where I'm like, okay, who is Matthias? Who are these? Who are these guys? The Solari? I was initially going to request somebody come on the podcast and just run us down that has played it. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I'll just go read the plot off the wiki. The thing is, is that you're right. I should not have had to do that. Uh, It should have felt very much like, okay, right here, here's one page or a half page blurb at the beginning to kind of set you up. The target audience for this book, I honestly believe, are people who played the 2013 game.
2: Okay, but um, you have to, but you want to sell to as many people as possible. I agree. Look at, look at what's happening, okay? We're, we're reading a book based on interest in the a renewed interest in this uh, franchise. Because of the new movie that's coming out. That is the whole reason we're doing this. If you don't have the foresight to think about a new audience coming into this book, for whatever reasons they might be drawn to it, they happen to see it in the comic book store on the shelf, or they're interested in the movie and they want to read more about this character, and you don't incorporate into your story enough detail to or or set the story in its own standalone universe to where someone coming into it cold isn't completely lost, I wouldn't necessarily call that good writing. I mean, here's what I was thinking about while I was reading this. I was like, this reminds me of like a George Lucas story. Sure, not only because a girl got punched in the face, but (laughs) also... (laughs) But also because there's a lot of nonsense words in this. And look for a guy who reads science fiction and fantasy, I'm okay with a lot of nonsense. But you have to be consistent in how the world works and what these things are. There has to be enough context for for someone to follow what's happening despite the amount of nonsense words being used and i'm like yamatai mytai yourtai tied in a knot i you know gorko horko forko i'm like what the fuck am i reading here i thought this was a spell book you know i
0: nice <laughs> gorko, gorko, gorko. I, I don't know i don't know what you're referencing in the comic there if you are i, I got the no, Mai that, thai reference i don't nope, remember
2: the gorko, that's gorko. the second one i just riffed um <laughs> okay <laughs> but i mean okay so like here's another reference we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks legends of tomorrow right now legends of tomorrow references a lot of nonsense you know, along with, the, you know, some of the historical references that the show is known for. So like they brought on a character, Mollus. Now, Mollus is a nonsense word. It's a nonsense name. But there, there's enough happening where I don't feel like completely lost whenever they reference that character. They're referencing stuff in this story without anything to get, to ground it
0: mm-hmm. in
2: familiarity to the point where I got lost a couple of times and had to go back and reread things.
0: Not the sign of a good book, not the sign of good writing. I mean, it's no wacky race land. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, dear God, <laughs> clearly not.
2: <laughs> uh. But it, it, I, I did find myself being a little disappointed because I wanted I wanted more from this story because I like the character and I like the idea of a female Indiana Jones but I didn't get any of that from this story,
1: Ronnie. I'm 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 in the same boat. Uh, it was for me. It was a little hard to follow. Um, I got a little bored reading it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I enjoyed the game much more.
0: <laughs> did you play? So, did you play the 2013 game? I did. Oh well. Uh, so did some of these harken back to your uh, experiences with the game? Like the I'm
1: a run and gunner with these games. Okay. I don't pay much attention to the story the first time around, which is a shame. Sure. So I don't remember.
0: Uh, well, I, and that's kind of—I I don't know what the uh, what the reception of the game was. I'm sure I could figure it out, but it was good. I think, I think the big selling point was the fact that oh, it's it's, Warcraft and it's the origin of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. You know what? What I'd like to do—I just finished up Bioshock a couple weeks back. I could probably tell you a lot of the good plot points of that of that game and because it was pretty memorable i don't play games a whole lot but you know if you're not too invested in the story itself i don't know if that makes it a bad game or if that's just you know if that's on you i mean i don't i don't know me okay
1: i've always said it was on me
0: okay do you recognize any of the characters, like Rocky Mafia or whatever the heck his name was, Jonah Mavia. Don't recognize him. <laughs> the Samoan fisherman, the fisherman yeah. guy. Yes, them, I do. One not, of them was yeah. Make a
2: Difference Fatu. Uh, <laughs> the other one was Misty Knight. Wait,
1: wait. That doesn't sound right. <laughs>
0: do you remember? Do you do you remember seeing some of those characters though? I do. I do now. Yeah. I I say it's completely marketed to the people that played the game and that's probably not the case just like you said mark they want to probably bring in new readers they just didn't do a good job here to make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. in that setting as well i just didn't i you know i and matthias let's talk about real quick just how quickly matthias showed up and then immediately just, was done
2: easily defeated yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know if he was killed though i think this is one of those things where they were like okay well we're where you know he's going to look like he died, and and I think I remember one of his, one of his last words were, you know, I will find you at the end of the er- till the end of the earth, and of course. Maybe that's what the rest of the series is, Mark. We might be looking at a six-issue beginning because there's 18 issues in, in all. Yeah, but my issue see.
2: wasn't so... At, so. At, I wasn't nearly as attached to the villain and then upset that he was done away with so easily as I was with everything building up to that point. And I, I just... I don't know. I had a hard time following the story to where any of it... Mattered. Resonated with me.
0: Yeah. Where you're going to be wanting to read the next... The next trade. This doesn't have you wanting to pick it up immediately. Um, uh, wait
2: till Tomb Raider two.
0: Okay, <laughs> we can tie it in at some point. But we'll do it that way. There was one other. There's oh. one other element that I wanted to bring up, <laughs> and that was again we're dealing with Laura Angel- Croft.
2: Was it Angelina Jolie's uh, boobs, not a boobs? <laughs>
0: boobs not a boobs i i did get the sense of you know laura being rather new to the fact that she's doing this uh you know going through all these (laughs) insane adventures the second insane adventure i think she makes a mention of about of how you know she didn't like she was going to have to get used to killing that was another thing that i kind of picked up on that made it feel like it was an origin story Nude Raider, an infamous footnote in Laura's history is the so-called Nude Raider patch. This is infinitely more interesting than what we're talking about. (laughs) This patch was created externally and was never housed on the Idos or Core websites. Nude Raider. The the patch, when added to an existing Tomb Raider game, PC-based versions only, caused Laura to appear naked. Contrary to rumor, there is no nude code in any console version of the game in 1999 core design designed excuse me core design considered taking legal action against websites which hosted nude pictures of laura croft stating that we have a large number of young fans and we don't want them stumbling across pictures when they do a general search for tomb raider in april of 2004 it was falsely alleged that an insider from idos reporting to a tomb raider electronic mailing list that idos had begun suing oh i i am scared to even look (laughs) had begun suing gamers no, Mark. using the Nude Raider <laughs> patches. Uh, Eidos sent cease and desist letters to the owners of NudeRaider.com, who were hosting the Nude Raider patch, enforcing their copyright of Tomb Raider. Sites depicting nude images of Laura Croft have been sent cease and desist notices and shut down. And Eidos Interactive was awarded the rights to the domain named com. <laughs> As of December 2010, oh, well, that's what you want. The Nude Raider domain is registered to NetCorp of Glendale, California, and points to a generic adult-themed search engine page. I, I enjoyed the book for what it was. You know, it isn't something that I'm going to go and rush out and buy the second volume of or really have any interest interest in trying to continue To read it, I don't know if this is something that's going to be in Tomb Raider canon where they say, oh, yeah, you know, the next game's going to take place after this. I don't know. I'm not that big of a Tomb Raider fan to actually give a S H I T.
1: I, I was always, I mean, kind of a fan of the games. The book didn't interest me. I mean, for some something like this, you know, I'm not a big fan of the movies. I'm, I'm going to go see the new movie because it actually
0: looks really good.
2: Um, and we're reviewing it.
0: Yeah, we are, aren't we?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm on that one. I think I'm, spo- or I'm yeah, supposed. Yeah, I am be. too.
2: Yeah, you have to see it before the review.
0: Yeah. Oh, I do. That's that's bullshit. <laughs> <awesome. laughs> Who heard of that?
1: I mean, I, that's just ridiculous. I'm, I, I never was a fan of the you know the comic books taking up where TV shows left off, or um, it just doesn't interest me, or you know picking up where movies left off, or or video games or anything like that. Like I tried reading the the other, you know the last season of Firefly or the next season of Firefly um, as a comic book. Yeah, it, it just it, you're a, you're a
0: huge fan of that series, right? I am. And I am a, a franchise giant fan family.
1: of that. Franchise. Love that show. Love the movie. Could not get into the book. Could not get into the book. Hmm. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was odd. It was really odd. Brown Coat for Life, you know? Hmm. um But uh that's just me. I, I don't know. I, it, it, it was, it was an odd book for me. It wasn't done well, in my opinion. So that made it even harder to get into. So, yeah, it just wasn't a great, wasn't a great experience in reading it.
0: Okay. Mark Radlich, final thoughts?
2: I mean, it was okay. It wasn't great. Like you, I'm not going to run out and buy volume two anytime soon. And I probably won't revisit. This series again until there's a reason to have to read something regarding Tomb Raider. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just kind of there. I kind of like as much as I enjoy talking about stuff with you guys and having fun and cracking jokes and all that. I was kind of dreading this conversation because like I don't have anything to say. This, yeah, this this had no greater value to the the cultural conversation. There was, there's nothing about this book to talk about. It's just kind of it was just kind of a story and not a well told one.
0: Yeah, I'm no more interested in the franchise of Tomb Raider than I was when I first went in. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's not what the book should do. The book should definitely make you want to pick up the second volume, want to get into the franchise. So
2: last year we uh, reread alien defiance and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait until Defiance Volume 2 comes out, which it's out already. And well, I want to actually talk about it at some point, but I don't know if there's, you know, an Aliens anything coming out anytime soon that we could save it for, you know, or should we just do it and not worry about that? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't, We don't need to answer that question right now, as much as Ronnie loves scheduling. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um. You know, that when I left, I was like, oh, I'm really interested in this. This was a good pickup. Like this Tomb Raider one, it's like it's going on the shelf and going to be forgotten about in two minutes.
0: Dust, 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 dust well, in the wind. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that kind of brings our discussion to Tomb Raider can we, of the Witch. Go ahead.
2: Before, before we go, can we review the uh, It's Raining Taco" song? Nope. it's raining tacos from out of the sky it's raining tacos I'm sending you the link
0: Oh no! All right, let's get out of here. All right, where are we going? Uh, I'm going gas far away from jacket. Tomb Raider and the island of Yamatai and this podcast,
2: but closer to it's raining tacos.
0: Yeah, sure. And this has been another successful source material. <laughs> successful. My good. Where we have talked about
1: comic books a little and <laughs> nonsense a lot. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's just it's, uh.
1: catch Ronnie Adams on Metal Hammer of Dune Wednesday night.
0: Oh, please, he, please come on the show, Ronnie Adams, <laughs> as he goes
1: on his right wing rant
0: again. Please come <laughs> on the show. You versus Uncle Al would be the greatest thing ever.
1: I don't know what
0: who? Uncle uh, Uncle Al Jorgensen. Yeah, I know who Al Jorgensen is. Al Jorgensen. Ronnie knows a little bit of metal. Oh, buddy,
2: how's it go again?
0: Shut up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here. Um, Ronnie Adams, yeah, let's do plugs, man. Let's let, let, tell our listeners that have gracefully stuck around this long. I really don't know how long this episode is going to be. It like really five, five to ten minutes.
1: <laughs> hey guys, we're here
0: and we're gone. Here's a blooper here. reel. <laughs> All right, so give give us your plugs there, sir. What do you got going on? I just
1: did a five minute podcast where we said we showed up, we read the book, <laughs> and then there was a blooper reel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, indeed.
1: I have a show sometimes called The Screaming Boy Podcast. So, um, but for real, I, I don't know what's going on, but it'll be up there in the next couple of days. I keep saying that, but it will. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of shows in the archive. Uh, we have had a lot of fun with this, and I'm going to put a lot of pictures up. Um, I'm actually going to in North Carolina Comic Con this weekend, which when by the time that people hear this, as... As it goes out, it will have been last weekend, this this past weekend, that I was at North Carolina Comic-Con. And I've seen a lot of cool things and spent way too much money. So it's uh, I'm really looking forward to that. North Carolina Comic-Con um, is going to be, I mean, mainly because I get to meet Kevin Eastman of Eastman and Laird fame. Uh Co-creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we're not talking like Nickelodeon or anything like that. We're talking the hardcore black
0: OG. and white comic book. That's right.
1: OG Mutant Turtles. I I bought VIP tickets, specifically the Kevin Eastman ones, so I could get his signature and take a picture with him and all that stuff. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh coming up in July, I'm going to the Raleigh uh, SuperCon where there is a plethora of people going to be there. They just announced that Ray Mysterio is going to be there. Ray Ray or Ray Mysterio jr as he used to be known as you know mick foley a bunch of other people and i'm i'm really looking forward to that lou ferrigno i can't name them all uh william shatner but uh so it's going to be a lot of fun there's a couple other little cons i'm going to here uh that i just found out about so i'm going to take some time and go to those so that's going to be my that's my new that's my new thing i'm going to be going to uh hopefully more conventions than i have been in the past which was none well other than (laughs) Other than uh, River City, uh, which I got to go to yet, which I love River City Comic. Uh, can't say m- enough nice things, you know, about River City and how well it's put on. But no, it, it's just one of those things where ever since River I went to the River City Comic Con, you know, the first time, I've been wanting to go to more and more and more. So now I have a chance to, and it's 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 grown into a thing with me. So I'm going to start putting it up on uh, on the Instagram and and hopefully doing you All know right? uh, on the on the Instagram as the kids call it and In the Instagram. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully I might be able to get some interviews in there just some, some guerrilla interviews that I can go in and, and just uh, grab people as I go and, and ask them a few questions for the show so that's going to be a lot of fun um, why are we snickering
0: that, that's all Mark it ain't me I just have
2: to grab people as we go It's like they're walking by you and you grab them. <laughs> get off me
1: <laughs> oh, answer my questions <laughs> Gorilla <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, to to do a podcast at a comic con, you have to have a table, and I don't have the money. I don't have table money.
2: No, it's right? just gonna pounds on people like Tigger as they walk out of the bathroom. <laughs>
0: excuse me sir uh,
1: so yeah that's that's what i'm into right now you can find us on uh just about all social media um facebook just search screaming boy podcast you can find us on instagram scre- search screaming boy podcast on twitter is it at <laughs> screaming boy pr and if you're lucky and ronnie
2: will pounce on you when you walk out of the bathroom
1: only if you're lucky and then uh you can find us on itunes TuneIn, stitcher hopefully iHeartRadio radio soon uh mark has uh has influenced me to to try again to get my show on iHeartRadio. Check us out. Give us you know, give you us know a how, subscription. You know how you subscribe. can get on iHeartRadio. How?
2: Upload your show to my network, which is already on iHeartRadio.
1: You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> tune in <laughs> Go on subscribe give us a like give us a follow the whole nine. Uh we will appreciate it and we um we like attention. So uh, help us out.
0: All right Mark Radlich, let us know what we got going on on the, the schedule sir. Don't get out of the schedule.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well ladies and
1: gentlemen, well before you get started uh, I told you I told you I told you what I imagine every time I hear you getting into the schedule. You walking down in this like <laughs> cold, dark, stone dungeon, <laughs> you know, and then just water dripping off the walls lit by torches, and then you're going up to this, like, st- this arcane stand with this... Tablets. Big book on tablets. it that's made out of human skin. Oh, my. It looks like the Con Instead of a face on it, it just says the schedule <laughs> written in blood.
0: Dude, you just said Con. If there is not... A comic con out there called the Necro Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> you are missing out, ladies and gentlemen, because that is an awesome name for a comic con. Uh, sorry, Ronnie. That's all you're right We're just, del- but-
2: <laughs> just delaying this further. Uh,
0: that, that's oh, what the book's called. Nec- it's Necronomicon. Necronomicon, not nec- Necro Comic uh, I realize what I did now. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> I got your back, Ronnie Adams. You I'm there to make fun sick, of you sick when man
2: you Man All right, <laughs> right, knock it off, you two. Go. There's no time for silly this year.
0: Hello,
1: <laughs> hello, so, bot. This is Kettle. You're black.
2: Well, that's racist.
1: Um, I knew that was going to happen. Why do I do this? Knew it. On
2: the Ratteligium Broadcasting Network on Spreaker.com. <sighs> Oh, Lord. Today, the source material podcast dropped where we talked about Jessica Jones, Volume 1, Uncaged. Caged.
0: Caged. Caged. (laughs) Uncaged.
2: Can I do my plugs without your You give me crap
0: about drawing it out. It's only going to take longer, and then he does this shit.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, yeah. Go. Tomorrow night on the Rattaligen Broadcasting Network. Damn you, (laughs) Hollywood. We are losing
0: listeners as you. (laughs) I don't know how, but down there on the right hand side, it says negative one. I've never. Negative one viewer? That's impossible.
2: (laughs) We will be reviewing Disney's latest. Book to feature adaptation, A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Wednesday on the Ratteligium Broadcasting Network. <sighs> we will be reviewing America Can't by Industrial, Band, Industrial Metal Band Ministry, Uncle Al, if you will. And finally, we will end the week. With a TV party tonight, Jessica Jones, Season 2, Jesse's Favorite Marvel TV Show. Next week.
0: It'll almost put you to sleep like these plugs will.
2: (laughs) On the Rattling Broadcasting Network. But
1: not
0: quite.
2: This show in its edited format will air, along with Damn You Hollywood's review of Tomb Raider. That's heavily the-
0: edited format, by the way. <laughs> the Metal Hammer of...
2: Jeez, cheese,
0: cheese, cheese.
2: The Metal Hammer of Doom review of Judas Priest. power And...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was good Thank you. <laughs> that's either
0: an impression of ronnie or an impression of uh what's his name Lead yes oh my goodness <laughs> um and then we that's will end actually the where
1: my impression came from
0: <laughs> with an on
2: trial <laughs> of I lara croft tomb raider Two, the cradle of Lith. and then we will end the month of march with superman the coat of many colors no superman the many worlds of krypton volumes one and two Pacific Rim, Uprising, Damn You Hollywood, and our final show of the month of March, Metal Hammer of Doom, The Sword, Used Future.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, go give the Radulich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. And I say great. I, I, you know, just take that with a grain of salt. It doesn't necessarily mean this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Send me a tweet on Twitter at at Mark Rattelidge on Twitter. That just says cheese, 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 cheese. There you
0: go. We'll know you're a faithful listener and a proud fan of the Rattledge. Send Rattelidge. me a tweet on Twitter at
1: Screwboy PR saying, I'm sorry you have to do this, Ronnie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> send me
2: a tweet. The first person to send me a tweet on Twitter that says cheese, cheese, cheese will get a valuable item out of Ronnie Adams' home.
0: Oh wow. Glad you signed up for that, Ronnie. I did. Great way to promote the, the network. Great way to promote the podcast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyone that sends me a tweet that says cheese, 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 cheese will actually get an item of their choice from the home of Ronnie Adams. <laughs>
0: I uh, no. signed by Mark Bradledge. Oh jeez. <laughs> you got to ship it to Florida and then oh, it gets shipped to <laughs> uh okay so uh you can follow the show's twitter at source Matcast if you so wit- if so do- yeah and we have a facebook thing <laughs> yeah mm. we sure do we have a are facebook
1: you,
2: why are you struggling with english
0: i i haven't yeah i honestly don't i as if i'm i'm not uh, like off my game or anything that's have, you, sure. started I'm clearly doing,
2: have you started doing drugs before the show to deal with me
0: <sighs> inhaler i've been getting my inhaler from jessica gnomes um, that's that's where <laughs> it's all coming from. I don't know, Mark. It's just been a it's been a rough day. It's been a rough night trying to do a podcast on something that we just were not that interested in, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. Every once in a while, you gotta have those type of episodes. But they
2: can't all be singers.
0: That's for dang sure. That is for dang sure. Or, or at Source Matt on Twitter, at StizNarkey on Twitter as well. If you do so wish to follow me, and source material has a face. Source material has a face page out there so give that a like um i think that's it i'm ready to get out of here for mark radlitch who by the way needs an umbrella because why mark radlitch
2: it's raining tacos uh, from out of the sky raining tacos i no set him up at ronnie adams i don't know
0: why you would do this knocks them out of the park ronnie adams are you ready to get out of here buddy yep All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. This has been our coverage of 2014's Tomb Raider Season of the Witch. Have a good one. Have a taco, too, while you're at (laughs) it. All, all, all what I want to do is I want to. Really, all I zoom, have zoom to a do is boom, boom. I just shake them rock All right, let's get it. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Let's uh, get it started in here. let's hey, let's we're up in here. Hey, he's, a cat. he's a cat. Meow! meow, meow. Flushing the toilet. He's a cat. Meow! Flushing the toilet. He's a cat. Meow! Do your children get some
1: bash before they go to bed?
2: It's <laughs> a cat. Flushing the toilet. All right. Nine
0: thirty-one.
2: Please, Please tell me. Oh. Um, Oh, good, that was all, no, live. It's all live, buddy.
0: Oh, dear, every God. bit of it. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a cat watching the toilet. Oh, shut up,
1: Mark. He's
0: killing me. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of what else. Have uh, we gone a few more
2: times during this podcast?
1: Was <laughs> one of them a business and one of them a party?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. She had Angel- a pair of Angel- Angelina Jolie's party tit. <laughs> Why did I do that? Come on. If I'm mad that this guy, say. I
0: don't it. I don't know. I, I I mean, I guess I know the lyrics cuz you've sang them 20 times already. <laughs> uh, anything else there, Mark?
2: It's raining tacos. Yes, it yes. Quite.
0: <laughs> I don't like tacos anymore. <laughs>
2: You're going to get your softy? You mean your blanket? Okay, why don't you take your hands out of your pants? Daddy!
1: Daddy. Daddy. I found something!
0: The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box
2: Oh, what a great audience Let's stem the lights for this next one Nope, too much Ah there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.